25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, here we go. Hour number two is underway. I appreciate you tuning in today. Beaver is here, which is most important. The show does not uh, is not able to be heard by anyone anywhere if not for Beaver. I'm here. You're here. We can have a show. So we got an hour to go, and I'm glad about it. I know it is a gorgeous day outside. Lord have mercy on my soul. I hope every single solitary person. That is listening. I hope you are either currently or sometime in the next few minutes able to be outside while listening to this show because it is absolutely gorgeous. We hadn't had a day this temperature, this clear, this pretty since last year sometime. So there's lots of things to be thankful for. And sometimes you have to look for it, right? Sometimes we have to look for it. Here I sit in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. I've told you this before. It's not just lip service. Listen. Hometown heroes. What does that mean? You're talking about insurance agents in all 82 counties for Farm Bureau. And what that means is somebody that can kind of come to the rescue who's five minutes away, 10 minutes away. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. That's what you get with Farm Bureau, the way they have set things up in the, here in the state of Mississippi. And look, it's a Mississippi company. Their home offices are here in Mississippi. You don't have to go anywhere else. And that's what I want you to know about Farm Bureau. Here on the show, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. And let me just remind you of something, please. I've told you about this before, but I really want you to hear this because there is nothing... From a health and wellness standpoint, you know, this side of someone who has a major health problem, I'm just talking health and wellness on a daily basis, right? What are the things that are most important to it? Yeah, hygiene, basic hygiene, yeah. Right, nutrition, we're talking about food, like not, you know, not too much of the bad stuff, the just the right amount of the good stuff, vitamins, minerals, all that kind of stuff. The vitamin D that we get, we need from the sun. Okay, all these things that are basic needs for health and wellness. Do you know what is the, according to experts, the most important thing on a daily basis in terms of your basic health and wellness needs? You know what it is? Sleep. It is sleep. Now, Mike Leach was on the show last week, and you'll remember in that conversation, he, he sort of facetiously said, well, you know, the experts have always said... Because I asked him, what is he doing during the quarantine? He said, ah, the experts have always said, well, you, you need to get more sleep. Everybody ought to get more sleep. Then he repeated it a third time. And he goes, everything would be perfect if we just get more sleep. He said, so I've been getting a little more sleep. 
Look, it is important, hugely important. I can tell you this. My entire life, I've been an early-to-bed, early-to-rise guy, but there are times I get it out of whack. I go a little too far, right, where I'll stay up getting work done, but I still get up at 4 a.m., and I'll do it for four or five days. Next thing you know, I'm on a string of about three to four hours of sleep every night as opposed to around six, five to six. And some people need less than others. But if you don't get enough, it is. if you look at it, it's amazing how different you feel than when you actually get enough sleep. So I just want to remind you of a company called Nest and Wild. Okay. Check it out for yourself. And they provide you a great way to do it. They have huge discounts going on right now on all their mattresses. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi company making mattresses that are really high quality mattresses. In fact, every one of them is 12 inches thick. Not a lot of that. You know, eight and 10, 12 inch thick mattresses, a Mississippi company, all American made, deliver them to your door and you can sleep on it for up to 99 nights while making a decision on whether you want to keep it or not. And I've got a new code to give you. You can get 35% off any queen size mattress with the code NEST35. N-E-S-T-35, 35% off the price of a queen mattress with the code NEST35. This is a company, a Mississippi company, 100% domestically sourced and proud of it. Shop there. And, And I'm telling you, you will sleep better. All right, there's my pitch. Because I'm sleeping on one, and I'm just telling you, I am sleeping better, and I feel so much better. Not to mention, I am losing weight. I'm up to 24 pounds. I lost 24 pounds since I started all this. But I am sleeping better because of that Nest and Wild mattress. And, buddy, it is amazing how much different I feel when I wake up in the mornings and throughout my day. I just can't say enough about it. And so I'm going to continue to remind you. Beaver, do you get enough sleep? Be honest with me, man. I probably don't. Okay. What would you say you average? I'd say probably a good night is going to be six to seven. Okay. And that's a real, that's a, that's a good night. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're saying those are more rare than they are common. Yeah. Yeah. See, listen now, don't, don't get mad at me if I say at your age, because <laughs> I started to say, well, at your age, you know, I don't mean it with the way the you know, that particular connotation there. But I guess what I'm saying is you're approaching an age where I think it's going to be really important for you to get at least six a night. Get yourself in a routine and, and at least give yourself a chance to get six a night, especially now that you're you're doing more work since we lost Roger. Right. I mean, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm encouraging you. Yeah, that my six to seven, I'll be honest, it's a little bit, see, it's a little bit skewed because it's not six to seven of pure sleep because I have to take Ambien to Uh, get to sleep. I I think I'd heard you say that before. I see. My my brain, for some reason, doesn't shut off. And 
if I happen to run out of Ambien, then my sleep, it goes down to about, yeah, it's about five hours. Okay. Well, and I guess I, we need to talk to an expert because I guess the consistency part of it is the biggest thing, you know, and different people are different. I am, I'm one of those who I'll go three or four or five nights in a row where I get the right amount of sleep. I'm in that six to seven hours of sleep, which is really perfect for me. And I'll do it consistently for four or five nights and everything. And I'll feel so great. But then I go way out of whack. I have two nights in a row where I I'm up at 2 AM and I never go back to sleep. So it can get way out of whack. You know, that's the thing for me is trying to keep it consistent. Sometimes life takes over, you know, your parent, whatever, you know, people work different jobs, get called in. But anyway, I, it has been so much better for me since sleeping on this nest and wild mattress. And I know they're a sponsor. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, but I'm having firsthand experience of just how much better I'm sleeping because I finally got a good mattress at a price that I could afford. Um. And it's making a big difference. You ought to, and you ought to hear my wife talk. I'm going to get her in here to talk about it, how much better she's been sleeping as well. I mean, and I know that she's actually had more uh, things to do and more weight on her shoulders since school, you know, canceled and because she's basically a school teacher every day. I mean, I'm not kidding. My wife and, and my daughter, it's like one-on-one -on -one school for five hours every day with a lunch break in between. And, and she's got a lot on her. But she is in a better mood. She's happy about life and everything, feeling great. And a lot of that is because she's sleeping better on this mattress. Okay, listen, uh, let's let's cut there. I want to get over to something. Now, if you're tuning in, I appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate your texts. Walton, I appreciate your texts on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Walton was listening to the... Uh, podcast and he heard the interview with mike leach and says who would be more shocked matt talking to to george washington in 1790 or 1790 george washington talking to matt <laughs> that is a fun question to ponder zach texts me on the country pleasing text line said i'm outside at work listening to you and loving it because it's such a beautiful day and i thank the lord we are still working absolutely zach if you're able to and and still comply with staying away from people then I'm thankful that you're still working too. But I want to bring this up. Now, in the first hour, we had John Bond on. We relived glory days, which is so much fun, and we laughed and had a good time. But this is serious. we got to get serious for a second now. Listen up. So Zach brings it up. He's able to go to work and comply with you know, distancing and all that kind of stuff. Not everybody can do that. But here is a tweet from Marshall Ramsey. Y'all know who Marshall is. Uh, radio host, author, uh, show host, and cartoonist. And I like Marshall a lot. He's Dave Ramsey's brother. Marshall tweeted this. He's a Mississippian. He says, The thing that people don't seem to understand about COVID-19 coronavirus is that it is being spread before people who have it have any symptoms and put it to you this way. I don't have any symptoms right now. As far as I know, I could be spreading the disease. So could you, he went on to say, 
By the time you are sick, it is too late to stop the spread. There are people mulling around Mississippi spreading it. That is why we need to stay home now. Marshall is exactly right. It is why the leaders at UMMC pleaded with the governor to issue the statewide stay-at-home because they are to the point almost of already being overwhelmed. They are smart enough to see the direction and the numbers and know they may not have the beds and they may not have the ventilators and then we are screwed. Marshall says there are people mulling around Mississippi spreading it. That's why we need to stay home. Well, I don't feel sick. You don't know if you have it or not. Well, I need to get out and do this and do that. Do you? What about death? Do you need that? Do you care enough about other people to make sure you do your part and not spreading it to them, knowingly or unknowingly? It is a basic, at this point, it is a basic self-awareness and personal responsibility issue. You either take that approach or you don't. And therefore, you are either right or you are wrong. All right. Um, Just wanted to get that out there. Hey, and before I go to the phone call, just real quick, I want to tell you. I watched a video this morning of a nurse who was leaving a hospital after working her shift. She was overcome with emotion, but she felt like she had to put this video out there uh, for a purpose. Uh, She was overcome with emotion. She was distraught from the things she had seen in the hospital. And the biggest thing that was, I think, heartbreaking for her that she repeated over and over again as she took off her nurse's mask getting in her vehicle was how sad it was to see the people in the hospital with this virus who haven't seen their own family members for weeks. She said, y'all, these people are fine one day and gone the next. And because of this, they can't see their family. She said they are dying by themselves. And what I think is that is reality. And I think that the scene inside our hospitals and places where you know, the patients are being taken care of. The scene inside our hospitals is something that I think most of us don't understand and aren't comprehending. That's what I think. Okay. We can flip the switch and go back to whatever y'all want to talk about. It's fine with me. On the Divinity Equipment phone, you can text me as well, and I'll give out the numbers in just a bit. Hey, look at here. A real treat. It's been a little while. I was actually thinking about this rascal not too terribly long ago. I sure was. I was thinking about it. And it's it's like I think about it, and then boom, there he is uh, on the 
phone line. His name's Gator Greg. Gator Greg, it's been a while. Where you been? Oh, I've, I've been, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, Mr. White, it was, it was a little bit of just, uh, you know, a little bit of... Uh, shock and awe? Just a little bit of uh, shock and awe with, mm-hmm. you know, and a little bit of a personal mourning with uh, with the loss of our friend Roger. Yep. kind of took me a while just to, you know, honestly, uh, because I would, you know, call and just used to hearing his, his, his beautiful voice and just his common voice and always kind and just thinking about him and then... Of course, everything uh, with the COVID nineteen uh, making adjustments uh, with that, sure. uh, but still, just thinking about you and appreciate the the job you and Beaver just uh, still being. I you know I still listen to you every day is a little bit of an outlet on what we're dealing with. Uh, so we appreciate you doing that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll turn a little bit to let's let's talk a little sports so we can kind of keep our minds off a little bit. Sure. Let's, let's talk about you know like uh, the impact. Uh, I've been reading, I saw something about the athletic directors. And we can go back to Herb Street because uh, Herb Street, you know, took the, a little bit of heat or yeah. took a lot of heat. And in his uh, opinion, he didn't think that possibly we may not have college football this year to where you're seeing now some of the athletic directors, uh, you know, or concerned, you know, the ones that may have been prepared or the ones that have been doing things uh, fiscally responsible. Uh, in case of stuff happening or just in case of things happening, you couldn't have predicted this, mm-hmm. but just say something else would have, maybe if it had been a war or something and we wouldn't have been played, the impact on the universities because the, the, the athletic department drives a lot of the universities, you know, with the mm-hmm. money that they bring in and such. Uh, and maybe you can kind of, maybe you, you have insight with Mississippi State. Uh, I understand they've done some things and they've been very, going back to the, you know, to Strickland and Larry Templeton have done some good things there as far as, you know, using your money and not just spending it in and out right. as compared to, say, like an Auburn or somebody. Talk a little bit about that and talk about do you think we're finally going to see your guy Dak get his deal? I'm, yep. You know, I'm a, you know we do like, you know, we pull for other teams, but we do like Dak and, and you know, we, we the Cowboys, and we got the draft coming up. And maybe talk about some of your Mississippi State guys we can look to see uh, get drafted on the video conference. But you're doing a great job, uh, Mr. Wyatt. We admire you. Uh, we love hearing the homecoming queen. If she come in there, maybe tell us how she's sleeping on that, on your new mattress and everything. And uh, tell Mary Lady, we're proud of her, too. Hope she, even though she hopes she'll be a gator one day. We'll see you next. <laughs> see you, Greg. Appreciate you. See you, man. That's out-of-state tuition now, Greg. I don't know. <laughs> Do they have um, Do they have a veterinary school at uh, Florida? Because my daughter has already decided that she wants to be a veterinarian. She's pretty sure that's what she wants to do, right? I hadn't talked her into that. I just know they have a great one at Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dak's going to get the deal, Greg. It's It'll be sometime between now and July 15th. That's that next deadline, and they'll get it done. Um, I think what they've got going on is they're waiting for a couple of things to go through that will set the price or, or the price tag on this franchise tag. There are a couple other deals that have to go down out there with other players, and when those happen, then it'll let them know it does the franchise tag pay him like twenty million or is it like twenty four? And based on that, it'll kind of set the negotiation point. I think between then and the 15th, and then they'll get the deal done. And they're going to make him the highest paid player in the league. It's just a matter of time. 
And on the note, Greg, that you uh, bring up, I'm going to get into Ross Dellinger's numbers about what football means, and he used LSU as an example to the other sports here. All right, Jack, I appreciate you hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Jack? Hey, not much. I, I just caught the, some of your discussion about the sleeping. Yeah. And, and just to reiterate your point, Beavers, I know, young, a little bit younger. And, he uh, is, he not is. Not as wasn't to me when I was younger either. But there's a doctor named Matthew Walker who's written the book and been on various web podcasts over the last year discussing sleep and science behind it and how really important it is to your health. And, and six hours ain't enough, guys. Okay. Okay. And, uh, what does he uh, say? So, so what should we be shooting for? I mean, and I know you're not giving yeah, me. You a, want, I mean, you, minimum of seven, and you know, and the idea of well, I can make up, I'll make up for it on the weekend. That doesn't really help. Uh, it does a little bit, but but beyond the, the health uh-huh. aspects of it, I don't know if you, Matt, do you use any of these wrist traps that. You, that measure different biomarkers no i haven't gotten into that yet well you might it's interesting i've had one out for a few weeks okay and it looks at sleep but it's kind of measuring what they call heart rate variability Uh and it measures anyway keep me looking at that on a daily basis tracking and i exercise five six days i'm a rapid runner okay the seeing the, the the difference that sleep when I get less sleep and the effect that has on performance, athletic performance. So you're actually seeing it. In, you're seeing it in the numbers on that thing that's tracking see your it, heart. Seeing it in the numbers. Okay. Yep. Okay. And, well, uh, see, and Jack, um, I, I got to stop you because the music started. But I will say, you know, when I say the way it feels, I can feel it. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check this out on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeastern United States. It's the best, and it all starts with hand-picked pure pork, hams, bacons, pork loin. There ain't no parts in there. They produce it in small batches, which is... Great for consistency. They've mixed the spices fresh every day, right there on site at the Country Meat Packers plant in Florence, Mississippi. Ship it out from there. As I was telling some folks in the first hour, I started a new flavor this morning. It is Cajun flavor. It just says Cajun across the front of the package, Cajun smoked sausage. And it is great. It has a, it it is really cool. Like, I don't know how to, it has a different smell when you cook it. Like I noticed it right away. And I'm trying to like, what is that smell? I'm trying to identify it. Almost like a fried chicken type of smell. And then you eat it. It's a little bit sweeter than the original or like the jalapeno that I had. It would be perfect for putting it on a biscuit. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead on and try some of that. All right. On the text line, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. We were talking about the doctor's asking for the shutdown because they can see what's going on with the numbers and kind of the way I think the hospitals are already to the point of getting overwhelmed. Jason said 
they're smart enough to know that some of the test results for tests done over two weeks ago. So the results now are showing a reality that is a weaker in a week or two is obsolete. They know things are going to get much worse. And you know, Jason, if you think about it, uh, these presidential press conferences we're having, they know it too. What President Trump's been saying for two or three, four days in a row now, just go ahead and warn you, hey, these next two weeks are going to be awful. Okay. And then he said, uh, Jason said, our little hospital here in Flagstaff just had the Corps of Engineers come to survey for a field hospital. So, and then he sent me the picture right there on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt, if you want to see it, it's on my feed. Army Corps of Engineers assessment team visits Flagstaff to tour possible medical care sites. How about that? How about that? Okay. Appreciate the info. And thanks for listening, Jason, as always. Zach on the text line says, since we have Leach and Ole Miss has Lane, how exciting is the Egg Bowl going to be in years to come? They both seem to bring so much life to the programs already this early on. They do. There's no doubt. I mean, they no spring practice, and there still seems to be a buzz and a, and a life about it. I will say, Zach, it just bothers me. To, it just bothers me in my gut that these media people, these mushy-headed media people outside of the state and at big companies, they just want to take the easy, lazy stuff, and they're going to try their best to talk you and everybody else into believing that this is going to be just a – a, a at each other's throat and stuff on this this rivalry because they don't understand it and they don't they don't look at it accurately. They're going to try their best to talk you into it now and in the future. It's just not reality. But I digress. Yes, it is exciting. And what I like about it too, I mean, the two coaches like each other. They've known each other. They seem to be friends. There's a respect there. Sure, you want to win. You're going to look for a way to win. Try to win the game. I mean. But I I tell you, Zach, I may be wrong about this. But there's, and and I know we're not in a sports time right now. There's no sports. We don't even know if football is going to happen. You know, all this stuff. I get it. So maybe that is is part of it. But even before that, it's just after the hires, my perception is that Ole Miss fans were really, really happy to get Lane Kiffin and that staff. And then state fans were really, really happy to get Mike Leach and that staff. And I swear to you, I believe that we experienced, and, and still are to a degree, a scenario we haven't really seen, and that is, I think there's a lot of Ole Miss fans that like the fact that Leach is at state. Now, hold on, hold on. And I think there are a lot of Mississippi State fans that kind of like the fact that Lane's at Ole Miss. Zach, you're a State fan. You said we, so I'm going to assume you're talking about we have Leach, meaning you're a State fan. You said since we have Leach and Ole Miss has Lane, how exciting is the Egg Bowl? I mean, you didn't text me and say, now that Ole Miss has Lane, how fast are they going to be on NCAA probation? I mean, you didn't do that. You're excited. The whole profile of the whole thing has risen. And I think everybody likes it. 
I've talked to the I've talked to Ole Miss fans, diehard, who they actually like this dynamic of Mike Leach being there in Starkville. And I've talked to state fans who kind of like the dynamic with Lane at Ole Miss at the rival. And what I think is, again, I could be wrong. We'll see if I'm wrong. But there's my gut tells me we may be about to approach a time where you have two fan bases that are able to focus on themselves and kind of just happy to be where they are and who they are as opposed to at the other one's throat all the time <laughs> uh, and, and razzing each other all the time and kind of picking on each other when you lose. I just think it's a little different. <clears throat> I think we may be about to approach a time where you have both fan bases at once that are looking beyond the egg bowl. I may be wrong about that, but I think that's I think that's where we are. I think we're gonna have some fun with it. I do. I think some perspective is setting in on that kind of stuff. That's good. That's a good thing. Leon says. Matt, do they have sage-flavored sausage? Sage-flavored sausage. I'd have to look it up and see. I don't have I don't know. I don't know if that's a flavor in there or not. Um, Flowtown Ghost says. He says, nobody texting how fast Ole Miss will be on probation is because they already know it's going to happen. LOL. <laughs> he said, it will be fun, though, with both coaches. And it will. Just entertaining Get it, get it going again, right? Get the, the wheels moving. And Walton says that. He says, how much fun was 2014 with both programs on the rise? It was fantastic. I mean, it really was. Gosh. And I mean, we'd never seen anything like it since we were reliving glory days earlier. I, that year where, I mean, college game days at Oxford one week, they're at State one week. You know, the morning show for the SEC can't get there fast enough. You're playing a whole bunch of 230 games with top 10 matchups. The entire country, week after week after week, watching what was happening in Starkville and what was happening in Oxford all at the same time and talking about it. I mean, fun. It was great economically for everybody, wasn't it, Walton? Even in your business. And think about my business. Man, I have never done more interviews on radio shows around the country than I did in 2014. I didn't have a thing to do with none of it. I just happened to be on a radio crew <laughs> and a former player. And every week it was this interview and that interview and a show in New Jersey and a show in North Dakota and a show in Los Angeles. Every week, hey, can you do an interview on the SEC Network? Hey, can you do an interview with Houston Nutt on the CBS bus? I mean, it's just all this. It's amazing how everything just ramps up when the football team is successful. Well, Walton, on that note, let me give you some information to ponder. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated used to cover LSU for the Baton Rouge Advocate. That's why Sports Illustrated hired him. He put this out on Twitter. He says, when you hear things from athletics directors like, quote, football allows us to have other sports. This is what they mean. He's using 
LSU as an example. Here are the numbers. In the 2016-17 cycle, football at LSU made a $56 million profit. The other sports combined had a $23 million loss. Let that sink in. At LSU, just a few years ago, a $56 million football profit and all the other sports combined. Men's basketball, baseball, gymnastics, softball, women's basketball, women's track and field, cross country, men's track and field, cross country, men's golf, women's golf, volleyball, women's soccer, men's tennis, beach volleyball, women's tennis, women's swimming, and men's swimming. 16 other sports combined for a $23 million loss. Negative. They spent $23 million just to have those other sports. They didn't make hardly anything. Well, men's basketball and baseball made some money, but almost nothing. Men's basketball at LSU that year made just a little over $1.5 million. Baseball made $500,000. All the rest of them lost money. You combine them, they had $23 million in losses. You think they're going to play football sometime this year, Matt? You think they're going to have a 2020 season? You bet. And there's why. Because we're not talking about Northeast Louisiana. We're talking about LSU. $56 million made on football and lost $23 million on all the rest of them. They're going to play football. It's just a matter of time. Stick around. Okay, here we go. About to wrap things up with you on this Thursday. Been a fun show. It really has. Ready Teddy on the country pleasing text line says, I'm always Ole Miss and always will be, but it's going to be tough for me to pull against State with my favorite football coach, Mike Leach, as their coach. He says, is my Ole Miss fandom, uh, fandom lessened if I pull for State against schools not named Ole Miss? He said, this is uncharted waters for me. <laughs> I bet it is for you and, and many others. Um, <clears throat> no. You can pull for whoever you want to. You don't have to answer to anybody. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time in my life taking the approach of who cares what anybody thinks. <laughs> and so far, so good, I guess, in varying degrees. So pull for who you want to. Uh, Teddy, but yeah, I think it's, you know, indicative of kind of where a lot of people are. And I also think too, after what we're going through now, when they do begin to play some games again, whether it's, you know, late September, October or January, whenever that is, I think the perspective this thing is offering us is going to potentially shape how we approach them and how we look at them and how you look at wins and losses. You know, maybe that's a question. And I, I know that to ask that and to raise that, there will be some rolling of eyes by a few people listening. And there will be a few that would go, 
Oh, Lord, Matt, he's getting old and soft, and he's waxing poetic on the radio, and I'm just win, baby. I, mean, I get it. I'm just saying this thing that you and I are going through as a planet, what we're going through, does it not offer a little perspective on wins and losses? Right? Be honest. There's many of us who... walked out of a stadium early because you didn't like the result. Not Now, Now sometimes you left early because you were uncomfortable because it was 100 degrees where you were sitting in September. And I get it. Go home, man. That's fine with me. I'm not blaming you. I get it. You know, there's other reasons to leave early. I'm just saying there's many of us who we're fed up with the way the team was playing and they were going to lose, and, you, and, and you know we didn't want to have to hear it from the opposing fans that were sitting around us, so we just slipped out early. Kind of, you know, even in the home game, we just leave early. We'll leave the team out there to figure it out for themselves, right, with, with 15 minutes to go. Well, how do you feel about that now? Would you watch your team play right now every snap, every play, even if they were behind by 21 points in the second half and be happy to do it and walk to the concession stand, get a piece of pizza and a cold drink. Yeah. So the perspective that I think we are getting now, now again, it's not the purpose of this, the purpose and all, I don't know what the purpose is. Sometimes you go through stuff. It has no purpose and it's awful. And the only way you can describe it is, well, that's life. There are no guarantees. Only certainties are death and taxes. But, I mean, so you know, the reality is that our concern is for our loved ones and our friends and our, you know, acquaintances and coworkers. We want everybody to be okay. That's the concern. But, yeah, you're getting some perspective. So those of us who make it through it, how happy are you going to be to sit in the stands or, you know, for four quarters, every play? When you finally get sports back, what are the chances you leave early because of the disgust for the way your team's playing? I'd say it's a, a lot less chance of that than it was before. You may disagree. That's what I think. Okay, uh, a couple of stories for you. I just want to pass these along. <clears throat> there is a story out there, and I'm not sure if this is really anybody's business, but you're going to see it, so you might as well hear it uh, from me. Uh, they have uncovered the fact that Ed Orgeron has filed for divorce from his wife, Kelly. Now, I bring that up. There's a lot of people in Mississippi that know them as a couple, obviously because they spent time as a head coach at Ole Miss. People got to know them. Um, and so I hate it. They've been married since 97. They just passed 23 years of marriage before they split apart. They have two children, twin boys that were born in 98. Ed's 58. Um, and so you hate to see that, you know, perspective again, you can be on top of the world professionally and maybe not be on top of the world 
at home uh, or socially or some other way. I, so I hate it. But you're going to see that. There'll be some stories pop up and that kind of thing. So uh, just making you aware. Also, in regards to the toilet paper shortage, how much of a shortage is there, Matt? Well, now there's more of one. A tractor trailer hauling a shipment of toilet paper, a coronavirus commodity. Say that five times fast. A truck full of it crashed near Dallas yesterday and caught on fire. Burned up thousands of rolls, and it spilled the rest all over the interstate. The driver had his dog with him. They were not injured. Thank goodness. Traffic on I-20 near I-45 in Hutchins, Texas, was slowed to a crawl for hours before uh, they could put the blaze out. (laughs) We had very little TP, apparently. Now we got less. (laughs) A whole truckload of it is up in smoke. Speaking of. The New York City Mafia is reportedly in a world of hurt because it can't take illegal bets when there are no sports to gamble on. Is this even real? I mean, honestly, is this even a real story? According to the New York Post, law enforcement agencies that have been monitoring the Mafia say that the mob is currently missing out on tens of millions of dollars it would usually be able to rely on if it was still business as usual in the sports world. While some true degenerates have been hammering cricket matches in Africa and Australian soccer games, that's a drop in the bucket compared to all of the action they normally get. (laughs) Even the New York City Mafia. Now, here's the other thing about that. The headline says the New York City Mafia is reportedly in a world of hurt because it can't take illegal bets. Reportedly. Illegal bets. Well, since when are we just able to openly report on illegal bets and the mafia? Who's reporting it? Reportedly what? <laughs> I tell you, man, we live in strange times. <clears throat> strange, weird times imagine being a projected first round draft pick for the NFL like Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow talking about weird strange times imagine being those guys well what about them is there going to be a draft at the end of April no yes will I go somewhere what are they going to do just FaceTime me The four top quarterback prospects headed into the NFL draft, Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love, all possess gifts that teams are clearly valuing as first-round worthy. This according to the Miami Herald. But right now, some NFL teams are, are, uh, are reportedly, this happens every year, by the way, reportedly starting to be just a little leery of Tua Tagovailoa There was a leak of how Tagovailoa felt 
And what was said during the NFL Combine interview with the Miami Dolphins, there was a leak of how he apparently, um, you know, also, well, there, there was, you know, leak of some of the things he said when he talked to the Washington Redskins. This curiously timed leak of his progress as he rehabilitated from his hip surgery. I mean, it was, you look at it. Who's leaking it and what are they leaking? Well, all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now, there's some teams out there starting to go, uh, I don't know about, I don't know about this hip. I mean, they say it's great. I don't know about it. Tua says it's great. Uh, we don't, we're not too sure about this. Just keep your eyes peeled on that. The fact is, the Dolphins want to take Tua Tungvaloa. They want a healthy Tua. That's what the Dolphins want. Make no mistake about that. So it could just be the Dolphins start leaking false stuff about he's not healthy, just trying to get other teams to back off. That stuff happens, too. Yeah, I think the Dolphins want to take him. And don't believe this stuff about Cincinnati wants to take Justin Herbert and not Joe Burrow. They're going to take Joe Burrow, period. End of story. Mark it down and take it to the bank. When the bank's open. Through the drive-thru. See y'all tomorrow. See ya!